Happy Hump Day. Good morning. Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. January, January, June the 13th, 2018. It is Federal Reserve Wednesday. And boy, do we got a lot of things to talk about. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. For decades, we've been right here making sure your assets are being protected, the physical delivery of wealth insurance, gold and silver. It is what we do. We do it better than anybody. We do it differently than everybody else. Number one, we want to educate you. Number two, we actually treat you with honesty and respect. Number three, we don't call you and bother you. We don't have free reports, which, by the way, free reports is code for we run a phone room and People are going to call you month after month, year after year until you die or your phone's been disconnected. We don't do any of that. We don't play games. There's no bait and switch. There's none of that stuff. And, of course, you get to listen to my wonderful voice every single day. 800 is the toll-free number, the website at allamericangold.com. And another great one it is today. Make sure you go and check it out out there. Uh, one of the one of the people that we, we have on our re- website with regularity, I talk about him probably at least once a month, uh, SRS Rocco uh, taking a big shot at Harry Dent, right, the the, the – the $400 gold guy. And in fairness, I think Harry's now up to 700 but I don't know, right? Uh, I don't want to talk about him too much, but if you want to go out there and read about it uh, at All American Gold, uh, you can absolutely do so. Obviously, everybody's waiting for the Federal Reserve, and nobody is questioning whether or not there's going to be a rate hike. Of course, I've been saying, you know, all year now, yes, they're going to. What they want to know is the language behind it, and and everyone's talking about the dot plot. See, and all these all these uh, Federal Reserve governors, and of course the Jerome Powell, and uh, the the people, the decision makers of this private entity, this central bank, whose really only mission in life is to rob from the citizenry, because that's what it is. They put little dots. Yeah, they do. Kind of like a multiple choice question. And and they look at these dots, and, and, and they'll take, um, and I think they do it by, by quarter. So 2018, Q2, Q3, Q4, and then 2019. And I don't, I don't even know how far it goes. I don't think it goes out past 2020. And they put in a little dot on where they anticipate the Fed funds rate is going to be at that moment in time. And, and whether or not the dots have moved is going to be a big deal. Uh, and, and, of course, when you think about it, it's absolutely idiotic. Right? And I guess it's okay, right? you got to make some assumptions right, and try to forecast where you're going to be. But these guys are never right. I mean, you would think at a certain point, I, I would love it, is, hey, you know what? 
you guys uh, get appointed, and, and, and you can't be fired by the president, right? The president can't fire you. I mean, unless you've done something horribly wrong, you, you serve your term. And you go through a congressional hearing, and once you get through the congressional hearing, you're in until the end of your term. And then you can be reappointed. If you cannot accurately predict, and I don't, you know, you give a little leeway, right? I mean, you're not going to be perfect. But I don't know, if you can't come within 50% of your own forecast, right, maybe we need a different guy in there. Uh, of course, I guess the problem with that is then there would be nobody left at the Federal Reserve. Uh, but that is going to be what is expected. We are expecting a rate hike today. We're going to watch the language in the dot chart. And I'm here to tell you right now, listen, if you want to buy that bunch of baloney, go ahead. Because it doesn't mean anything. Because guess what? As soon as something changes, they'll do something else. And that's really what the problem really is, is because they've created all of this money out of thin air, because they're really in the devaluation business, and now, of course, they're in the stock market and debt market business. It has created a system that, let's face it, it no longer can you be a, can you accurately predict what is going to happen. And really, the 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 crux of it all is we're about done here. Uh, we've got an update on the debt. I didn't get to that yesterday. I'm going to get to it today. We have another warning. This is now the third one. You know, when I've got a handful of people that I tell you you need to pay attention to, Stanley Drunkenmiller, Charles Bitterman, Jeffrey Gunlatch, these are the guys you need to pay attention to. Bitterman it runs trim tabs, right? He's the guy that... He sells the data to Wall Street, so you got to follow him, right? Uh, Gunlatch, he is one of the largest hedge fund guys in the world. This is where the billionaires put their money. Same thing with Drunken Miller, right? The ultra elite put their money there. These are the people you need to be listening to. I'm going to give you an update when we get back. 800-951-0592. So certain am I that the bottom is here. That, you know, and obviously when you forget about tomorrow or even this afternoon or next week or next month, then we're, and really when you think about how you should plan, Right, you, you you should already be planning for 2020, 2022, 2025. You shouldn't be planning for September or October because that's that's already done. And when you do that, I know this is where you need to be. Mostly because I know how to do math. And I follow people that, let's face it, I can prove year after year, 
decade after decade, crisis after crisis, they've been warning you when and how and what to do. So right now, gold's up today uh, about three bucks, twelve hundred ninety-eight dollars. Yesterday, we ran twenty-dollar gold pieces at thirteen forty by ten or more, thirteen thirty by twenty or more, thirteen twenty-five. Some of you bought that. Anybody who did not buy 20 or more, and I'll be readily tell you, nobody did. But if you bought one, five, ten, all of your invoices are being changed to 1325. So that means if you bought one yesterday at 1340, you're going to have a $15 credit with us. Today, I've got 30 left. It's all that there isn't 31, there isn't 35, 30. It's going to be my choice, libs or saints, because I've only got uh, like four or five saints left. Uh, most of them are already here, and they're awesome. They're magnificent looking. I'm going to sell them all at 13 and a quarter, whether you buy one, five, 10, or 20, or you buy all 30. But I'm going to do something we've never, ever done. This is how certain I am. And if I'm wrong, I don't want you to pay for it. Like I said, gold is $1,298. If gold closes Friday, so at the end of this week, below $1,295, okay, which is, essentially where it started today. I will issue you a credit, which you can ask for in silver or a check or leave it on account either way, for the difference. So if gold closes hypothetically on Friday at $1,280, let's just come out and Jay Powell comes out today and says, we're raising rates. And we're going to raise it at the next meeting and the next meeting and inflation down. And we're going to raise rates forever. And gold falls to twelve eighty. I will rebate you back fifteen dollars for every coin you bought. If it falls to twelve fifty, I'll rebate you forty five bucks. If it's above twelve ninety five, we'll just call it even. You don't have to pay money. If gold closes at thirteen twenty, you're still in at the thirteen twenty five. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is on these thirty twenty dollar pieces. They're all going to be thirteen twenty five a coin. You know, like I said, in spots twelve hundred ninety eight dollars. If gold falls more than the three bucks that it's up today. For every coin you buy on the close of business on Friday, when gold closes on Friday, that's the number we're going to use. Then for every coin you bought, if it's down, you know, at twelve ninety, it's five bucks. You get it. Twelve eighty, fifteen bucks per coin, uh, and you can take it any way you want. 
We can write you a check and put it in the box with your coins. We can put some silver in there to make up the difference. Or you can say, hey, just leave it on account. Of course, I don't think any of that's going to happen. So that is something we've never done it. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. This is a guarantee you can't lose. No matter what happens, you don't lose. The worst case scenario is you're going to pay $30 over spot. In other words, $12.95, dollars $30 over, period, end of discussion. That's the worst case. Best case scenario, it may, you may have bought it by Friday for something uh, far less than that. 800 951 0592, the the lead pipe lock of the week on $20 gold pieces. Never been done. But this is, again, I said, we got the best prices. We got the best product. And now I'm going to do you one better. I'm essentially going to guarantee you uh, that you're not going to pay more. Because you know how it always works. And I tell people this all the time. Because everyone calls, oh, should I buy today? What if it goes down? And I always tell them the same thing. If you don't buy today, it's going to go up tomorrow. And I guarantee it. If you buy today, it's going down tomorrow, right? We laugh. And, of course, that's always our luck. Today, if that happens, you don't get punished. 800-951-0592. So back to Jeff Gunlutz. He is now the foremost expert on the bond market, which, of course, is the biggest bubble of all. He is the owner of Double Line. He's the guy that founded Double Line uh, Capital. They are a huge operation. Here's what he said in a webinar this morning. He gave a dire warning for U.S fiscal situation. Here we are doing something that almost seems like a suicide mission. We are increasing the size of the debt. I'm going to tell you by how much in a minute. While we are raising rates. And it was so simple. And I'm mad at myself because I didn't even pay attention to it. It is pretty much unprecedented that we are seeing this level of debt expansion so late in an economic cycle that we are raising the levels of interest rates at the same time the jet the debt to gdp ratios are rising and really when you think about it when did we normally raise the debt right we normally raised debt right when when the debts blow up when things were bad right things were bad and what was happening with the federal reserve was always what lowering rates and the debts would go up like remember obama say you know right obama the debts blew up the Fed had rates at zero. You go back to uh, George Bush, right after uh, 9-11, right? Alan Greenspan brought the rates down to 1%, right? And the debts blew up. 
And you can go on and on and on throughout history, right, Ronald Reagan? Interest rates are at 16%, 17, 18, 19, 20%. They blew up the debt while rates went all the way down to what, six? George Bush Sr. Rates got down into the threes when he blew up the debt, right? And you go on every single time. Bill Clinton, same thing. Right, And when you look at history and, and you see, like, the 87 crash, you see the dot-com bubble and all these things, rates were always falling. Well, interest rates, or the debt was always rising, while well, interest rates were falling, always. And then as interest rates were going up, the debts would start to come down. And now Jeff Gunlot says, this is a suicide mission. Anybody out there that actually thinks they're going to be able to pull this off is kidding themselves. There's a reason why you don't do this. And now you start to think about really, like I said, you don't plan for today or tomorrow. You don't plan for next week. Right? If you're out there and you're planning, right, hey, I'm getting ready. What's what? This time next year, this time two years from now, five years from now, and you can understand exactly where and what they are talking about. So when you sit there and you start thinking about where things are and what it is the Federal Reserve is trying to pull off, it's never been done, ever. Matter of fact, you kind of see what's happened in all the emerging markets, right, and all the fact that everybody needs uh, all the dollars are going towards funding the U.S. debt. And then we got the debt numbers out for May. So the, uh, the Treasury Department finally comes out. They release their, their debt numbers, and here's how it shook out. The federal budget deficit has surged by $530 billion in the first eight months of the year. That's $97 billion more than last year. But you got to remember, and here's the, here is the scary part. We had April, so the month of April, you know, that's tax time. So the government gets a, usually runs a surplus for that one month. May's number, so that month was, just to put it in perspective, was $214 billion surplus. May's number was a $147 billion deficit, which put the number for the year at $532 billion. Now, if you take $532 billion, I know I only went to public school, but you take $532 billion, you add in the 214 from the surplus from April. The other seven months, we ran a deficit of $746 billion, or roughly 
on average of about $106 billion a month. Now, you notice how Mays was bigger, right? Mays is 146, part of that tax cut number. Based upon this logic, there's four more months. If we did the average, that'd be another $426 billion on top of the 532 that were that'd be 958 billion dollars. But I told you we could hit a trillion dollar deficit this year. To put it in perspective, people don't remember. The budget deficit last year was only 666 billion. Right? We could be looking at very very easily a 34% give or actually it's a little more than that uh, percent increase in the almost really a 50% because you're 666 333 billion more than that right a 50% increase in one year and this is what Gunlatz is talking about and guess what this is a good year. Wait till we get to 2020, 2022, 2025. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. From the day he announced for president, Donald Trump spoke of how the United States was losing ground to other countries, especially China, in international trade. We're not winning anymore, Trump complained throughout his campaign, and he promised to change it. Unlike most politicians who promised one thing and then did another after his election, Trump has followed through on his campaign promises on trade. As Trump tweeted in April, the United States hasn't had a trade surplus with China in 40 years. They must end unfair trade, take down barriers, and charge only reciprocal tariffs. The U.S. is losing $500 billion a year, Trump continued, and has been losing billions of dollars for decades. Cannot continue. Trump tweeted yet again, when a car is sent to the United States from China, there's a tariff to be paid of two and a half percent. When a car is sent to China from the United States, there's a tariff to be paid of 25 percent. Does that sound like free or fair trade? No, it sounds like stupid trade. With his recent actions on trade with China, President Trump has brought the era of bipartisan cowardice to an end. Trade wars always exist, and now our side is finally going to fight back. Even longtime free traders are starting to see the light. Lawrence Kudlow admitted that the world knows China has been violating trade laws for many years, and President Trump is the guy calling him out on it, and he's right. This is a problem caused by China, not a problem caused by President Trump. I'd go so far as to say Trump is there to fix the problem, Kudlow explained. His argument, and it's a good one, is this. You can't have free trade unless China brings down its barriers, opens its markets, and stops this technology steal that they're doing, Kudlow finished. China has far more to lose in a trade war than the United States does. Indeed, our job market has started to improve now that the tariffs have worked to reduce our massive trade imbalance with China. Yet again, 
Trump was correct to pursue tariffs and call out China on their dishonest practices. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When it comes to international trade, other countries have long been taking advantage of the American people and our generous spirit. At phyllisschlafly.com, we've got strategies to balance trade and protect the interests of American companies, resources, and citizens. For more, go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. First time ever. The lead pipe stone cold lock. This is how confident I am on where the price of gold is headed. Today we have twenty dollar liberties and saints, my choice. At $1,325. Anybody who bought yesterday, your price got reduced to that $1,325. If gold closes Friday below $1,295, let's just say it closes at $1,290. For every coin you bought today, we will credit you five dollars a coin. Gold closed at twelve fifty on Friday. I'll credit you forty five dollars a coin. So whatever, if it closes below that, if it closes above, which is what I think is going to happen, here's the best part: you don't pay anything more. You're locked in at that thirteen twenty five eight hundred nine five one. 0592, that is our toll-free number. Uh, It is Federal Reserve Wednesday. Yesterday, they released the CPI report. And, of course, they've got, you know, the the multitude of numbers. They've got the, the headline number, which they say doesn't count. And then they've got uh, the... The core number excluding this and excluding that, which somehow is better. And, of course, then they've got the uh, uh, you know mathematical equations to somehow get that number to be even lower than what it really is. In that report, the headline number was 2.8%. Almost 50% higher than this 2% number they keep talking about. As I told you, they just made it up. And they don't care if it's higher. They're going to act like they do, but they don't. Inside of that, the one big item that they said got less expensive, I don't know if you remember or not, was used cars. They said new cars got more expensive, but used cars got less. Well, guess what? Today, Edmunds, you may have heard of them. You know, they track that stuff. <laughs> they said, huh, according to our research, you used car prices rose to a record. <laughs> Apparently, what the Federal Reserve meant was, uh, Used car price equivalent or something like that. Car buyers continued to gravitate 
towards pricey trucks and SUVs, but rising gas prices has boosted consumer demand now for smaller vehicles, which, according to Edmonds, led to a record increase in used car prices. Exact opposite of what the Federal Reserve said yesterday. Now, here's the part that really sucks. The average transaction for a used car. I, I, I don't believe it. 19657 bucks. Yeah, 20 grand is now the average price for a used car. But don't worry, because of the Federal Reserve model, it actually got cheaper. I don't know where. I don't know how. By the way, that is a 2.2% increase from 2017. Okay? Again, that's above their mandate. How about this, though? 18% higher than five years ago. Right? That's 3.6% a year. So that just tells you, right, right we're, we're not even halfway through the year. It's going to get there. Yeah, where where's that? Again, this is what I keep telling you. Edmonds, which, by the way, has been contra- uh, tracking this de- uh, data for years. And they're saying that uh, used car prices continue on a trend higher, uh, that the first quarter of 2018 has, uh, and the higher gas prices now, is resulting in small car prices now raise, rising to a record. Matter of fact, the average price for a three-year-old compact. Okay, so I guess well, someone returned the lease, right? That's that's what I that's what I view that as. Uh, that was up. That <laughs> that wasn't up two point two percent. That was up four percent. Well, three point nine percent from a year ago. And. Uh, According to Edmonds, this has led to the overall price of a uh, used car now to be just a touch under $20,000. And again, if they want to lie about the data, they can. Doesn't mean that it, that it uh, isn't happening, right? If a, if a tree fell in the woods and nobody here, did it fall? Of course it did, right? Prices are skyrocketing. And they're trying to act like they're not. And this is why gold is going to run. Remember what happened in the 70s. Gold was $42. It ended the 70s at $800. We're in it again, but it's a little different this time. See, at least in the 70s, you had wages and prices going up. Now you just got what? Prices going up. They say wages are going up, but I proved to you yesterday they're not. Right? They're not. And so when you think about what's really happening uh, today, this is why, and again, think about what Jeff Gunlett said today. This is a suicide mission. Right? We're going to add a trillion dollars or somewhere close, right? I. I don't know if we're going to, it's going to be 
close, right? I, I, I'm thinking it's going to be this year, next year for sure, but I think this year, that's going to be the small number, the good number. And you're trying to raise rates. It will not end well. Right? And we, we, we've seen it in the emerging markets. We've seen it in places like Italy. And you know, we don't even talk about Venezuela anymore because that inflation is so ridiculous. It's hard to imagine. And then I love it. They talk about Bitcoin being the new gold. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you saw uh, South Korea, which is one of the larger places for Bitcoin. They got hacked at $37 million worth of Bitcoin stolen. I don't even know what happens to the people there that, that have it in there. Uh, again, knowing where it is, where only you can get to it. There's a lot of validity to that. 800-951-0592. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. More lies. More half-truths, more deception. Play if you want, but know the risk. You know, think about, you know, Wall Street being priced to perfection, and they keep bragging that, how great it is. And it's it, listen, it, it's better than it was. But he got these horrible headwinds, and now the ugliness, of the of what they have done is coming on. None of the numbers make sense anymore, right? Uh, unemployment. Another, and I talk about it, I harp about it, and, and and somebody's listening. Jack Kelly from Forbes. He wrote an article, you know, Forbes magazine, you know, that crazy, you know, wacko publication. They are not telling us the truth about the jobs market. That's the headline. Right? People that are way smarter than me know this. The government and the media have been reporting that the job market is incredibly tight. It's really in modern history, it's unprecedented. 3.8% unemployment. Sound economic theory that all of these economists who most of whom work at the Federal Reserve, well, not most of them, but a large part of the Federal Reserve are economists, have all been taught that 5% has always been deemed full employment. But anything below 5 and wages start rising, right? That's the old model thing, right? You, you, you've heard me talk about the Phillips curve before. And I've been telling you, is the is the Phillips curve broken? Which is what they want us to believe. Oh no, the Phillips it's, 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 it's broken right now. It's not working. No, there's nothing wrong with the Phillips curve. What's broken is the bastardization that you've done to the unemployment numbers to get to this. But here he is writing on writing for Forbes, and he says. Since we are at 3.8%, which is lower than 5, and then he writes, I'm pretty good at this math stuff. See, I love you. I don't math. When people hear math, right, everyone hated math in school, right? I hated math. Who likes math? Nobody. But it will set you free. We are not getting the full story. If we really, truly had 
better than full employment, and in this case, way better. Wages of current workers would be rising as there is pressure to keep employees from being poached by rival corporations due to this horrible shortage of workers. It's economics 101. My son just took this course as a college freshman. And he goes, I'm an expert in this. If qualified employees are scared and in short supply, or well, it says scared, but it probably means scarce, salaries would rise, but employee wages are stagnant. And I hate to tell you, they truly are, right? The, the CEOs are raking it in, but really, minimum wage is going up a little bit. Companies should be offering premiums to recruit workers because they're in such short supply. It doesn't make sense. If there's full employment and a shortage of talent, if the job market is so tight, companies would be forced to start offering higher salaries and, of course, right side-on bonuses, all that stuff. They'd be throwing the picket fence at people. If there truly was a shortage of candidates, companies would have to lower their standards. Because of this, they would offer incoming candidates training to help them learn how to do the job. However, that's not happening either. But of course, we're not given the full truth. Millions of millennials are working at McJobs. Jobs that are debasing and unfit for their $200,000 education. Soon to be $500,000 education. Got a baby? That's what it's going to cost. Got a grandson? Got a granddaughter born this year? When they get ready to go to college, get ready. Yes, they may be working. But it's not not the type of job they want, nor does it even come close to measuring up to the educational investment. I know this firsthand. All the kids I used to coach in basketball, they're all now 20-something. Almost none of them, some have, I don't want to misrepresent, absolutely some of them have got a job that they actually went to school for. The vast majority of them, not even close. Millions and millions of people have dropped out of the labor force. If you stop collecting unemployment checks, you simply disappear. See, and you remember during the crisis and people were getting 99 weeks of unemployment. Remember that? Well, that's all gone now. Right? So as soon as you get that last unemployment check, the government stops counting you. You don't count anymore. Millions of people have simply given up. We have witnessed the ascendance of the gig economy or the side hustle, which is what I like to call it. Right? Right? They put a sexy, sexy theme to it, side hustle and gig economy. 
People being pushed into working short shifts, right? Scraping by. I call them the heroes. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to finish with Forbes when we return. Don't touch that dial. 800-951-0592. The lead pipe lock here. $20 $20 Liberties and Saints, 13 and a quarter. Gold's up three. $1,298. Bucks. That's what, $27 over spot. So confident am I that gold is going to rally. That wherever, if gold on Friday, Friday afternoon when gold closes, if it closes below $1,295, bucks, whatever the amount is. I don't care. I will rebate back to you that that dollar amount for however many coins you bought. So you're guaranteed to not spend more than $30 over spot when you buy today at the close of business on Friday. If gold continues to go higher, good for you. You made out. You You don't have to pay any more. $800. 951-0592. I hate to keep pointing out the, the lies. Okay? I told you about used cars. Prices really hitting the record, even though the Federal Reserve said they got cheaper. Right? Then Forbes comes out and says, hey, the job market, they're lying. And, and I was going to finish. There's a couple other points. I'm not going to because guess what just came out? Americans' cost of living is on the rise. Rental costs rose 3.6% in the last 12 months. Now, all of us know, what is the single biggest expense anybody has? Well, except the guy with the uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans, rent or mortgage, single biggest expense, 3.6%. And they're trying to tell you that it only went up two. Wake up. 3.6%. By the way, like Las Vegas was up 5%. Uh, Places were up. Chicago, it was flat because who wants to live there, right? (laughs) Right? If you're in a failed blue state, not as bad. But if you're moving to where people actually want to be, it's out of control. Goldman, or uh, the the 3.6% rent growth. And they're, they're saying now that wages are not keeping up. And, of course, we already know. Let's see, if rental car prices are up 4%, right, rents are up 4%, used car prices are up 4%, medical care prices, what it's, what's the number? 10%, 20%? How do you, you really think? you re- Really? You're right. I'm wrong. And, and so it's going to be wonderful. Right, all you're gonna get. Everyone's gonna get that big fat raise uh, tomorrow. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Everything I've been telling you is. I know gold hasn't done it yet. It will. Don't worry. Stagflation. Wages are stuck. They've manipulated the data because they wanted you to believe that they were doing a better job than what they really were. 
And guess what? They own the media, so guess what? They all just repeat it ad infinitum. And now the Bond King comes out and says, this is a suicide mission. It's not going to be able to continue. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. You're locked in for the rest of the week. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow.